Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of Mormon Mompreneur. I'm really excited. I know I get excited every episode, but this one is especially special because I have met this woman in real life. I've known her for a year, and she does an amazing thing every year. She organizes a young women's conference called A Time to Blossom. Her name is Colette Hatfield, and she ha- it lives in Arizona and has her whole life. She has five kids, two that are married. She has four grandkids and one on the way. Um, and she is just absolutely wonderful, and I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for being here, Colette. Excited to visit with you today. <laughs> well, let's kind of dig in. I want you to talk to me about what is a time to blossom. Tell me about that and um, its corresponding Young Women's Conference. Great. Happy to. Uh, time to Blossom is a foundation that was started by a couple of friends of mine, and they just met serving in young women's and realized and just talked about all the things that young women are faced with. And in doing so, they decided to set up a conference that they put on once a year, similar to what EFY is, but it's just for girls, which is a whole nother fun dynamic that they get to do because there's only girls there. And we do it in Mesa, Arizona, and it's been going on for eight years now. Debbie Forrest Dayton, who was one of the founders a couple years ago, was called to be mission president with and wife with her husband, and they are serving in Spain now. And that's when I stepped in to help run the conference as she's been gone. The other thing, Carla Jorgensen, who's the other founder, she wanted to expand this. We have the opportunity to have 200 girls come and spend the week with us in the summer, but knew that there was an opportunity to reach other girls that don't get to come to the conference and kind of an opportunity to carry forward the things that we teach in the conference. So she is really running our social media sites and has been involved in that. And we have a blog where we have blog girls that write in different areas that's that's geared to a little bit older than what we get to do at the conference, but an opportunity to carry on those things that we want to empower girls with and teach them at the conference. So she's involved in that. So the past two years and this year again, I'll get to co-chair the conference with some other amazing women and, and be involved in that as part of this organization. So you have Young Women's Conference, which is a week-long conference, right? Uh-huh. And it's for ages 11 to 18. About 16, oh, 11, 11 to 16. 16. Yeah. And it's just girls. And then you have a separate website that you have bloggers who are blogging and giving advice, right? Spiritual advice, dating advice, and things like that, right? Exactly. We have lots of different categories, and really they write on anything. And that age group we target kind of carrying on from the conference, 16 to 24. So it's it's a little bit older and into college age girls. But the blog girls that write for it, their age is about 20 to 30. And some of them are young moms and some of them 
aren't yet, but but have that experience of living through those years. And so they just share not only advice, but positive things. And, and so it's just a place that girls can go through social media and and find things that apply to them and experiences that others have gone through in their situation. So when I, I found out about your conference a year ago when I met your your daughter in our Mormon Mompreneur Facebook group and she told me about um, Young Women's Conference and when I saw it, I immediately was like, I have to be a part of that. Like I have to. Because your whole goal is to take these girls out of the world for a week and build them up and um, help them strengthen their testimony and and give them the confidence to stand up and be um, lights to the world. I love, love, love what you're doing. So tell me about the actual conference. Like who's speaking there? What are they learning? Tell me about that. Yes, at the conference, they come Monday through Friday. There's two options for the girls. Some of them that live in town can come just during the day and they stay from nine in the morning till nine at night and get everything that the conference has to offer. And other girls can come and we put them up in a hotel. And so they have that experience too. We have counselors just like EFY, but great young adult counselors that come and and work with the girls and really make their experience there amazing. We have people like you, Michelle, that have just reached out and offered their services and believe in what we're doing. And so we just have so many exciting people come and activities and volunteers that are involved in the program. This year we have Elaine Dalton coming, who's my favorite person, (laughs) one of them, and excited about that. She's coming with her daughter, so we'll have a little bit of a mother-daughter experience. And Hank Smith, who's a great youth, one of the great youth speakers, is coming too. And he's been at our conference quite a few times. We have some local speakers that are just as good as those that we, we fly in, but lots of them just volunteer their time and just want to um, help support what we're doing. The other thing that we have that we're excited about is several of the girls from the My Time to Blossom website and campaign and social media, the, the girls that write on there are also coming to speak. So they will get to hear these outstanding girls that have some life experiences and are a little bit closer to the age of remembering what these younger girls are going through and just just outstanding women for them to look up to and, and to meet. I love it. And obviously I love it. Um, last year when I found out, I just said, hey, I'm going to be involved. And I... <laughs> Yeah, you did. You drove over and <laughs> and I came over and I was your photographer for the day. And now I get to come speak with you. I'm really excited to be there this year and speak to the girls because um, this was really the reason I started Beauty Revived is because I I saw this age group that was getting a lot of bad messages right from the world about right. what real beauty was and what they should be focusing on and. And they're really amazing. I mean, this is a really great generation, and they have so many strengths. But I think that's one of Satan's tools is to get them distracted and to tell them that they're not great and that it's too hard for them. And so I guess, like, that's one of the reasons I love this, um, love your conference, is it's taking them out and and building them up so that they can face the challenges. I just, anyway, I just love, love it. Well, you know, one of the, one of the neat things, and that's exactly you. We try to just take them out of the world for a, a little bit and and remind them of who they are. And and I think truth speaks 
through to them because it's it sounds familiar and and they know that deep down inside but they they get bombarded every day with other messages and so we have the opportunity to do that there's us that are behind the scenes who believe in the program but the counselors that we bring in and these young adults that they get to look up to is really a major part of of what we are trying to do because not only do these girls get mentored by these young adults, but these young adults get mentored by those of us who are a little bit older than them. And and we hope it's just a revolving cycle of women get to empower women and, and remind us of what our worth is and where we belong in, not only in this world, but in the gospel and, and in, in our relationship with our heavenly father and those around us. So you have been doing this for three years and you um, have always been a mom, a stay at home mom, right? Uh-huh. Um, so how do you feel like you have been prepared for this? Because this is a big undertaking and I know you have so many people helping you and I, I understand that, but you're yeah. still, this still is a big deal. So how do you feel like you've been prepared for that? Well, I think first of all, just those opportunities that, that raising kids brings you. And as you go through and, and I was always, I just, my life ran with almost one too many things on my plate. That's how I operate. <laughs> and so when the soccer mom gets, you know, they need that, I'm that. And when the PTO needs something or the room mom or, you know, those kind of things. So I just enjoy things that, that involved my kids. And so I've had the opportunity to work with people in that. And of course, through church callings and, and accepting callings that aren't quite right or aren't, or push me out of my comfort zone, those give me that have given me the opportunity to know that I can do something that seems hard. But although I've been in co- involved with a conference since the beginning, I haven't been obviously as involved as I have been the last few years. But my daughter, Tiffany, who has spoken at the conference before, I was really involved. But she came up to me after that experience one time in speaking and she just said, Mom, you've got to do this. You've got to get involved. If this kind of a thing was around when I was in junior high, what a difference it would have made for me. And when you get that push from your own daughters and they're a little bit closer to those experiences that these girls are going through, that was just enough for me to think maybe I can offer something that would help benefit and be a positive experience for these young girls. So you have two daughters who are entrepreneurs in their own right. You have Tiffany who who does grown-up dress-up and she styles people. She's really amazing. And then you have <laughs> Nicole who is just always doing something, right? Like whether web right. design or, or books or whatever. So what do you think you have done to cultivate that spirit of like, I can do this? Well, the first thing I hope I've done is help them understand that and appreciate motherhood in general. <laughs> and they have both have children and they both get to stay home and have that opportunity. And I think, well, and I know that that's their first priority and I'm, I'm proud of that for them. But I also feel like they know that I believe in taking care of yourself as a mom and a wife. And if those creative outlets help you do that, then go for it. And what an opportunity to not only build yourself, but to share your talents with others. And not only do I believe in that, but I think they also know that they have that opportunity to do that. So what advice would you give to your girls? Like they are, they're, you know, kind of burning the candle at both ends with uh, being moms and having, having their businesses. So what would you tell them? 
You know, I think first and foremost, especially with the understanding that we have and the balance that we get because of the gospel in our lives, number one is to keep essential things essential. And so when you're looking at all the opportunities and all the good things that you can do, go back to those basic things in your families and even in your young families. Are you having the opportunity? Are you taking advantage of family prayer and family scriptures and family home evening and spending that family time together? When those things are in place, then I think it gives you the perspective and the balance to move forward in other areas of your life that bring will bring you happiness. I think when moms talk about the word balance, sometimes we think that we feel bad about ourselves because we don't feel balanced. To me, I think that's a, a gift that Heavenly Father has given us to not ever quite feel balanced <laughs> because it gives us an opportunity to keep evaluating our lives. I think that you have a unique perspective with that is because you um, you do have grown-up girls who are now moms and now you're, you're I mean, Time to Blossom isn't necessarily your business, but you are managing it and you are coordinating efforts and um, so I do think your perspective is really unique. What would you say to these young entrepreneurs who feel like they have to do everything right now? It's hard when you are coming in from that end. And the great thing is so much energy and so much creativity and so many thoughts and everything's so new, which is great and exciting. You know, I have the perspective of having a few years on me and and living through, you know, raising young children. and. As silly as it sounds, just know that there's life after 30 <laughs> and there's life <laughs> after 40 and there's opportunities in your life that will come that maybe there will be a season that will work for you. You know, when we got married, my husband had lots of schooling and we were married before and in several years before he finished medical school and his training there. I went back to school with five kids and at age 40 graduated from college. And it took lots of years to do, but I realized if I just kept going at it a little bit of time, eventually it would happen, which it did. And so although I would have loved to finish my education earlier, there's times and seasons for everything. And so while my husband was going to school, it wasn't the time for me to go to school, but opportunities will come and things will feel right. And if it doesn't feel like right now is quite the right time, just put it on hold for a minute and, and know that that window's not closed and that the, uh, that opportunity may still come. Yeah, I just talked to um, this <clears throat> uh, man in my ward who is fantastic and he just retired and he is learning to play the saxophone. Yeah. And um, I just was talking to him because just the uh, few months ago I met this lady who I just, she's a voice teacher and she became my friend. And I just felt really impressed that I needed to take singing lesson from her, which is crazy because I'm like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't plan to, to sing publicly anywhere, yeah. um, but I've always wanted to. And it just, I was thinking about that. I was like, why, why do we think that we have to learn everything before we're 20, right? Like in high school. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, I can take lessons. I could yeah. learn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's I think that's for sure. You know, this last semester I took a Spanish class at the community college and my goal for this year is get back in piano lessons. I mean there's and those things have been on hold and things that I wanted to do and there's there's still a time and a place for them. But I think the main thing is you'll know and, and you'll feel right. And as long as those essential things are in place in your family, I think not only 
will Heavenly Father guide you because you are in tune to the spirit and the things that you need to do, but you'll find out what's most important and where you want to spend your time. And it's such an individual thing for everyone, but those things that you want to accomplish in your life and that will rise to the top and and stay the most important, you'll have the opportunity to pursue those, whether it's immediately or maybe later on in life. Yeah, I sometimes get um, impressions like uh, just when it's it doesn't happen all the time because I have to be like in a silent, quiet place. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just feel like you will be able to do this. And mm-hmm. I always feel like it's not now, but you will be able to do this. Because I do think that we can be used in a lot of different ways. But it also, I've been talking to my friend about um, just, you know, deciding deciding what things to take on right now. And I, I think we put a lot of a lot of stock in thinking about what's my purpose here? Why don't I feel like I'm living my purpose? And then I told her, I just said, you know, my purpose is sitting around my dinner table every day, three times a day, and I'm washing their clothes. Like that's really what my purpose is right now. Um, I think it's a pretty easy catchphrase right now is you've got to live your purpose. And I I think that that can sometimes get us off path a little bit. (laughs) No, I agree because... Motherhood, there's not, sometimes the glory is not there. In fact, a lot of days it's not there. <laughs> but it's that accumulative time that you put in that on my perspective now at this point, my son that just returned home from a mission, he shared when he, when he got home, he said to us, you know, before my mission, I know that there was times that you didn't think I was listening. And at times I wasn't listening. But at times I was. And thank you for taking the time and for continuing to do those things for us kids that you knew were important, even though we at the time didn't. And I think that's the perspective that is sometimes hard to see when we're in the middle of those trenches, that that what we're doing is is making a difference and have purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, it sometimes I... I have a son who is just like my husband, and <laughs> which is great, but it's also a lot of energy. And I sometimes ask my mother-in-law, he's going to be okay, right? <laughs> because she does have perspective. And I think that we can get caught up in the, in the everyday. But um, one of the things I've noticed about myself is when I am not feeling happy about motherhood, it's because I am off balance in something else. And that has been like a really big trigger for me because I'm usually a very happy person. If you look behind me, that's on my wall, be happy. (laughs) And that's that's my general persona is I just feel, I feel pretty happy. But if I am starting to not feel that when I'm doing the role that I love the most, then I'm probably doing something wrong. And not wrong, but it's out of balance, kind of like you said. And Mm -hmm. I like that you said that Um, being out of balance is a gift because I really believe in that like guilt is a gift because Heavenly Father wants us not to put our hand on the stove he doesn't want Mm -hmm. us to get hurt later Mm -hmm. on down the road so you getting involved with Time to Blossom can you tell me about that because I would suspect that that was that's a pretty big decision right so and I know you told me that uh, Tiffany after she spoke at it was like you've got to continue being a part of that but that wasn't the beginning. You are, yeah. you know, you chose before that. So, how are you led to to this point? You know, 
after that first year being involved in the conference and it was on, on this level and it was a great experience, I was really waiting for this powerful, you need to do this again or this answer on that I should keep being involved. But I came away with a conference. It was a positive experience. I made great associations with good people that enriched my life. I felt like I was doing something good. And when I didn't get that lightning bolt of moving forward, I just thought for myself, this is something good. This is something I can offer. My family supports me in it, and I'm just going to move forward. And although I didn't have that one experience, there's just been things involved that confirm to me that this is where I need to spend my time for right now. For example, Michelle, when you called me from California and we'd <laughs> never met and you say, I've seen what you're doing and I learned about it and I want to be involved. What can I do? And then you come and we meet and we have build this great friendship. Those are just little experiences that to me along the way say, keep going and keep being involved and you're using your time wisely and and enjoy the experience. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. Like with Sarah and I have, when we're trying to uh, plan what the future is for more mompreneur, we're trying to be very aware of the resistance. I don't think uh, organizing Time to Blossom or Young Women's Conference is easy for mm -hmm. you, but he does open doors for us. And I, exactly. think, and I think that's what I've found the most is when I'm feeling resistance, I have to, I mean, it takes me sometimes weeks to realize like this resistance is because it might be a no for now. When I reached out to you, yes, I am that bold. <laughs> but honestly, honestly, though, I felt really prompted to do it. And and then when we chatted on the phone, you were, you said, actually, I was looking for a photographer. That is an answer to prayers that that you do you do get the you get the the go ahead from Heavenly Father that you know what you're doing is good, and He's gonna make make it possible because it's not possible without Him, right? Like I I've you know I've pushed I've pushed some things uphill and it's just not worth it. But when I'm doing the right thing, Heavenly Father seems to make those burdens light, right? I think exactly. And I think we respond and receive revelation differently depending on who we are. My personality, which I tell, remind Heavenly Father of, is I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to keep moving forward and you're going to have to send something to stop me. <laughs> because for me, the action of just moving forward feels right. And definitely there's times when you feel stopped and you feel stumped and you kind of let that sit for a minute. But as I'm moving forward and 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 either someone falls into my lap to want to come speak or or someone wants to volunteer their time. Those to me are just signs like this is moving along and, and you're going in the right direction. So besides people falling into your lap, have you <laughs> or California girls yeah. calling you to come <laughs> to your conference, what experiences have you had um, where you have seen the Lord's hand in what you're doing? When Carla came to me and said, I can't carry on the conference by myself and I've got some other things with this foundation I want to do. And I volunteered to do it that first year with some other amazing women. Along the way, she kept saying to me, we never have to do this again. <laughs> if this doesn't work, we never have to do this again. And there were times when I thought, oh, for sure, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> but just those, those experiences that come along the way that testify to to you that 
what you're doing is right. And, and it's just little experiences like we have coordinators that fly down from Utah just to be with us for that week. And, and one of the biggest motivations is moms that will come or, or contact us after the conference and just say, you changed my daughter's life. How can we be involved? Those are the experiences where I felt Heavenly Father guiding us along. We had a, a young girl who came to the conference last year for the first time. And as she's coming in to register for the conference, she is physically shaking and she's got tears coming down. And And I go up and, and visit with her for a minute. And she's just so nervous about this whole experience. And she's come by herself. And watching her go through the week from coming up and telling me what she's loving or the classes or the things that she's learned to the very last day of the conference and her standing up in front of 200 girls and saying to them, people have always told me that Heavenly Father loves me, but this week I felt that love. And so when you have experiences like that, it just pushes you along to know that what we're doing is good and Heavenly Father's pleased with the time and the effort that we're putting in to help these girls have experiences like that. There's nothing more powerful than helping someone gain their testimony. I worked in Young Women's for 10 years. It's an amazing process to be a part of because you are affecting the next generation. And I, I had a hard time transitioning from being in Young Women's where I was with these girls who I took that like they were, you know, 12. They were little girls and to 18. And then I went to primary and I was... And I think in primary, it's a different payoff, right? You're teaching them, you're laying a really big foundation. And then in your women's, you are seeing their testimony develop into like some, when they're 12 and they come in, they're really reliant on you and your, and their parents' testimonies. But by 18, they are real young women who have testimonies. So to be a part of that is a really amazing experience. So I'm so glad you're doing this. Well, the neat thing, I am a huge advocate and love the Young Women's Program, too, and have had the opportunity to work there a long time, in a long time. And it's complete in and of itself and of the, the program. But it is neat to be involved in something outside of Young Women that still gets to touch girls' lives, like you with your photography. And and to take what we've learned in the gospel and to take what we've turned and learned in the gospel and to apply it in other situations. We get the girls there at the conference and we teach them how to introduce themselves when you walk up to a group of people. Things like that where they're going to encounter in junior high and walking up to a lunch table of people they don't know. And then the other exciting thing about this program is these girls that have the opportunity to to feel this, then they have the chance to come back and share that with others. And whether it's through, we have girls that have come back who have done videography or girls that help on social media, the counselors that come back after having been to the conference, to see them gain this confidence and this understanding of who they are and then want to share with others, that's one of the my favorite things about this program too. So I get to talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Mompreneurs, Mormon mompreneurs. And I really feel like we are setting a tone, right? For the rising generation. So what advice would you give mom bloggers or Mormon mompreneurs who are putting themselves out there? What advice would you give them to be a good example to these girls? They are affecting, right? Their, their uh, view of themselves and their view of the world. So what advice would you give? You know, I think first and foremost, when, when you have the opportunity to make sure that these young girls know that 
you're a believer and a follower of Christ. And whether that you have the opportunity to verbally say that in your business is one thing, but you have the opportunity to live it. My daughter had the opportunity to speak in state conference and it was on social media and she made the comment, don't let your Friday night posts be con contradict your Sunday activities. And I think that goes for us as, as women and the opportunity to be examples to girls. I think when the opportunity arises to share feelings of motherhood and marriage, and that's part of their life as they are pursuing these other activities, what a great opportunity. It, it reminds young girls of the importance of, of those things in their lives. And I think lastly, just when you have the chance to be around these girls, just acknowledge their good and acknowledge them by name and acknowledge that they have the opportunity to strengthen us as women as much as we have the opportunity to strengthen them as young girls. Wait, yeah, when I was at um, your conference last year, uh, I was listening to one of the blog girls speak and one of the things that I loved the most is she just started out and she just said, I love being a mom. And she uh, she put it up a picture of her little girl and the whole crowd was it was there, you know, they were there. And I just felt the spirit testify to me of what an important thing we can do for these girls is to celebrate motherhood. And it doesn't have to be really very big. Mm -hmm. I think it can be just being happy with being a mom and nurturing these little spirits into really great spirits. And yeah, I just, everything, I just love young women. <laughs> you know, you know, they they are not going to hear that voice out in the world. And for those that are doing what you're doing and these beautiful women that you have brought together, what a great opportunity that they have to be that voice to these young girls to remind them of their divine roles and their divine potential and their ability to change the world and be an influence of good on those around them. Well, Colette, thank you so much for spending an hour with me. I adore you and can't wait to see you again in June. Um, and if, if you guys want to know any more information about um, Young Women's Conference, it's from June 12th to the 16th in Mesa, Arizona. You can go to timetoblossom.com and click on the Young Women's Conference link. You'll get to meet me. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and hang out with cool people like Colette. So um, Colette, thank you so much for um, being here with me today. Michelle, you always leave me feeling uplifted and excited <laughs> when I get to visit with you. And I appreciate your support and knowledge and input. And I'm excited to see you this summer. <laughs> Thanks, Colette. And thanks you, guys. thanks, you guys, for listening to another episode of the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.